Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Dan Cassetta, your host for Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I've got a special solo episode for you here today on the topic of mental toughness. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. We have a very interesting phenomenon going on right now in the Cutco Vector world. 2020 was a really crazy year with a lot of changes, but we had a lot of wind at our backs because of the economy and the job market and a lot of people kind of flooding in to work with our company in the first two, three months after the pandemic started. It was really a crazy time that led to some amazing success in our company. We wound up having our best year ever in 2020 when everything was all said and done. Well, right now in 2021, we're having a hard time keeping up with some of the results from April, May, early June. And some people might feel like maybe we're not going to have as good of a year as 2020. A lot of us feel like maybe the, the peak might just be moved over or pushed out in the calendar this year. The reality is that on every metric, we are ahead of every other year that we've had here in recent memory. We're ahead of 2019, 2018, 2017. My region and the Western region were ahead big time in recruiting in all those three years. We're ahead in productivity per rep versus all those three years. Our FSM or Cutco sales professional business is up slightly over even our best year ever in 2019. There are massive reasons to be optimistic and positive. And yet I noticed that there's a a pretty distinct amount of people that are having challenges mentally. They're struggling right now to stay focused and intense because they aren't keeping up with last year's numbers. And they're sort of faked out by the unique circumstances that occurred in 2020. Whether you are listening to this in June of 2021 here as I record this, or whether you're listening at some other time, this is probably directly relevant to you right now. It's one of the most important topics that we could discuss here on the podcast or in any form where we're trying to learn and grow. Mental toughness is not about avoiding bad days or avoiding down times. We're all gonna have those for sure. Mental toughness is more about having the ability to keep your attitude from fluctuating as you have results that fluctuate, that move up and down. I have worked with literally thousands, thousands of young people over my years in the vector business. And for whatever reason, I've noticed that a lack of mental toughness is one of the things that tends to derail many people. 
it's great to be talented or hardworking and be able to get some good results, but it's something completely different to be able to handle the challenges that come along in life with grace and determination. And that's what it takes to sustain good results over the long haul. So let's talk about some ways that we can develop mental toughness. The first key is to understand that results will fluctuate, that there is no other possibility, that fluctuating results is the norm, not the exception, but it's what normally happens for just about everybody most of the time. Over the years, I've held pretty much every position in Vector from new sales rep all the way up to now region manager. And I have invested my time into getting really good at my roles in the business. And I generally worked hard. And despite all that, I still had some ups and downs from time to time. And therein lies a valuable lesson that fluctuating results is the rule, not the exception. Once you accept that, you'll be able to handle fluctuating results a whole lot better. If you have this strange expectation that you should never have a downtime, that you should never have struggles or challenges, that you should never have problems, that in itself is a problem. If you ever want to shake somebody up, by the way, who is complaining about some negative experience in their life, you know, and they're just kind of going on and on about it, this is what you could say. You could just say, you know, whoa, I have never heard of that happening before. And then just kind of smile really big. Very quickly, that person should realize that what they're complaining about probably happens quite often to just about everybody else. And so why complain, right? Ups and downs are normal in life. So that's really the first paradigm shift to make to be able to have mental toughness is just to stop wishing that you weren't going to have problems and just realize that it is a part of life. Now, the second thing you can do is change how you view your challenges, right? So many people in life wish that their life would be easier, right? They're always, you know, wishing like, oh man, this could just be easier. Or they see other people doing well. They don't realize all the effort that it takes. And they kind of wish that it could be as easy as it looks for someone else. Well, I learned from Jim Rohn many years ago that instead it's more important to wish that you were better because that's one of the things that's in our control, right? So there are several productive ways to view your challenges. The first way to view challenges is as an opportunity for growth. You see, it's only through resistance that we build a muscle, right? If you want to lift weights and become really big and strong, right? You have to lift heavy weights. You have to gradually tackle greater and greater difficulty in what you're doing. And that is what builds the muscle. Well, the same is true with our mental attitudes. It's only by experiencing challenges that we develop a strong mental attitude. So it's important to embrace those challenges and view them positively as an opportunity for growth. When you feel or sense that something is difficult or hard, you're getting that like grit your teeth feeling about taking on something. I think it's important to associate in our mind that, hey, you know what? This is good, not bad. This is going to turn out to be beneficial to me in the long run. Reminding ourselves of that helps us tackle those challenges much more effectively. Now, you can also view your challenges as a chance to become a better leader because challenges provide an inspirational story to tell. 
A lot of my own motivational stories I can share from my vector experience are times when things didn't go according to plan for me. And I worked through it and I still experienced success despite that challenge. These stories are like hallmark experiences of mine that I have to look back on in my life, that I can relate to other people's challenges and I can share my own experiences. They also give us a chance to develop our skills and our attitude, and that makes us better leaders, right? Because we're forced to up-level our way of thinking and up-level our skill set to meet those challenges. Now, a third way of viewing the challenges we face is that they are a test of your character. So in other words, just like a test reveals how well we have learned material up until then in a class, these tests that we get in life reveal who we have become up until that moment, up until that point. I used to always play this video of the Hawaii Ironman triathlon as a motivational video at team meetings in my office. And there's one particular video that I would show where a guy who had previously won the Ironman triathlon a number of times in the past was now coming back competing in his 50s and was just struggling through the race, struggling just to finish. And he said something pretty compelling when he was asked about this. He said that he felt grateful to have had the chance to be there and compete, to be able to just experience it because of what it continually revealed about himself as he progressed through the years. It revealed things about him that he wanted to know. So we learn more about ourselves through challenges, right? He learned about his fitness. He learned about his mental state. He learned more about his strengths and his weaknesses. And so do we as we take on any challenge. They are a test of our character that reveal something about us. One of my all-time favorite quotes was something I found in the fourth book of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. So you can imagine how many years ago that was written. And the quote says, great occasions do not make heroes or cowards. They simply unveil them to the eyes of the world. Silently and imperceptibly, as we wake or sleep, we grow strong or weak. And at last, some crisis shows what we have become. So consider for a moment, have you experienced any crises in your life recently? And if so, what have those experiences revealed about you? One of the reasons it's so great to be working in Vector for those of you who are at a young age is that you learn things about yourself early. Not when you're 30 or 40 or 50 years old, you learn things when you're 18 or 20 and can make positive changes that can help you become greater and more capable when you're 30 or 40 or 50 years old. And the only way you get that is by setting high goals and taking on those challenges, experiencing some failure, working through that, having difficulties, going through crises in your life. All these things help shape us for the future. And so it's important to embrace the challenges that are presented to us and change how we view our challenges. Now, the third key to mental toughness is what I call a solution orientation. 
You have to be solution-oriented. You have to train yourself to always want to look for answers to problems that crop up and to utilize your support system to help you figure out how you can improve. In Vector, we have a really great support system. You have a manager you can talk to, a division manager, peers, various Facebook groups that are out there and other things on social media, other places that you can get help and support to take you past the challenges that come up. So that's really important. You have that support network. It's important to focus on always finding the answers to your challenges. Now, this requires that you believe the answers are out there, right? Belief is an important first step in this equation. And the great president of Vector West, Bruce Skidman, has been known to say, the answer is always behind, meaning it's behind the next meeting, behind the next day, behind the next experience, behind the next book, right? The answer is always there. You just have to go get it. You have to go find it. People who are solution-oriented are always looking for answers, and therefore, they're more likely to find and implement those answers. And so a key part to being solution-oriented is to be able to distill what's important now. What's important now for you in your business to take it to the next level? What's important now in your life? right? What is the first domino that has to fall that's going to help lead you to the bigger and bigger dominoes in your life that are going to take you to the success that you want to have? A lot of people in Vector ask me, hey, so what's the secret, right? What is it? What's the secret to success? You know, and there's no secret. There is no secret to success in anything, right? The steps to achieve success are different for each individual. And you have to just figure out what the next steps are for you. So there's a couple of questions I often teach people to consider. And one of them is this, what's the one key skill that you can improve that will dramatically improve your results? What is that for you, right? If you're a vector rep, right? Maybe it's being able to be better at getting more referrals. Right? Maybe it's improving at your average order size so you sell bigger orders. Maybe it's something else. What is it though? And if you're outside of Vector, same question, right? What's the one key skill you can work on that will dramatically improve your results? It's important to know what that is. And then just outside of the Vector business as it pertains to you know selling Cutco, beyond that, what's one key action you can start taking that will dramatically improve your results? What is one key action of something you can start doing in your life, right? And it, don't make it a big thing. Make it relatively small and relatively easy, right? If you listen to the episode with Jeff Woods on the one thing, he talks about how the smallest dominoes are the ones that can topple the next and the next and the next, right? So what is the one key skill area that you can get better at and what's one key action you can start taking that's going to dramatically improve your results? Mentally tough people are always able to look at this next step and then they take it. And once they've taken that next step, the next one after becomes easier and the next one after becomes easier. If you try to look too far down the road, it can be overwhelming. And that's how we can get defeated mentally. But mentally tough people learn to look at what's next. 
what's important now? And let me take that next step that's going to lead me to where I want to be. And that brings me to the fourth key to mental toughness. And, and that is to focus on what is in your control. Focus on what is in your control. There are some things we can control in life, and there's a lot of things we can't. And the more that we get wrapped up worrying about the things that we can't control, the more we are wasting mental energy, right? We can't control the weather, right? So it's not worth something to complain about, right? We can't control bad timing. Every once in a while, you're going to run across somebody at a bad time for them, and they might be abrasive to you or not receptive in some way, and it wasn't your fault. We can't always control, by the way, the negative people in our life, right? Everybody has negative people around them. And you can't always control how they act and how they respond. But what we can control is we can control our response. We can control our response to any situation in life. This realization will set you free to live with a lot more happiness and a lot less negative emotions. Just the idea that we can control our response to any situation in life. Anytime I hear somebody say to me, oh, you know, he makes me so angry, or oh, that makes me so upset, or that makes me so sad, or anything like that where somebody is giving control to something outside of them, I like to quickly remind them, no, that is not the case, right? She doesn't make you angry. You make you angry. You decide how you're going to respond to that situation. And as difficult as it is in virtually any challenge, virtually any situation, we can control our response. And when you understand that and you embrace that, you will be free to live with more happiness and less negative emotions. And I'll tell you what you can also control. You can control your growth. Think about these questions right now. How many books have you read this year to improve your skills and gain new knowledge? How many? If your answer is zero, that's a bad answer. That's bequeathing control of your own growth to whatever information happened to come your way as you're scrolling social media or watching the negative news on television, right? You can control your growth and books is one way to do it. Right? What books are on your nightstand right now? Consider that. Who is in your reference group? Who are you hanging out around the most? We've all heard the Jim Rohnism about becoming the average of the five people we spend the most time around. Right? And there's a reason why that occurs. It's almost, it's almost assured to occur. Because the more you spend time around someone, the more that you gradually adopt their belief systems and their habits, and you start to follow through on what, you know, the things that they're doing, you emulate them. And that's why we end up having a lot of the same results as other people who we hang out around. So it's very, very important to make sure we're choosing our reference group wisely and seeking out people who can uplift you and help you, right? In order to become mentally tough, you have to learn to focus on what is in your control. Growing and learning are a super important part of that. Your opportunity to attend key events if you're in Vector is a great part of that. Make sure you go to all the events, whether it's a Zoom event or a live event, make sure that you're there because it's putting you in a learning environment. It's putting you around a lot of the right people. It's exposing you to ideas you may have never even thought of before. 
you'll hear a lot of concepts that didn't even occur to you. And then now you kind of know, and you can begin learning about that and you can gain new insights and new knowledge and a new network and a lot of really valuable stuff. So keep that in mind, focus on what is in your control. And what I would share here next or fifth is the idea of letting go of things quickly. Learn to let go of things quickly. Have you ever been around somebody who like a little small thing happens and they get upset and they're upset like for hours or a whole day or worse, even longer, right? Come on, there is a better way to live than allowing things to get you upset for a long period of time. You got to develop this muscle of letting go of things quickly, right? You know, an example might be something that happens in driving, right? Somebody cuts you off or something like that, right? What I always share with people is the idea of considering the intent. Consider the intent of another person and assume a benign intention, right? If you just assume, well, they didn't see me, whatever, I've done that before, you're not going to be super upset, right? They didn't see you, it's okay, right? Someone does something that bothers you, right? Remember what I talked about before, don't let them have that power right? Try to develop your own response to that. But even if you feel a little upset sometimes, let it go. Let it go, right? The quicker you can let things go, the more healthy it is for you. I had a very difficult experience a number of years ago. I had a former colleague and trusted friend of mine that sort of spearheaded a change of events that ended up hurting me and my organization very profoundly. And and I was angry, about this for several months. I had a very hard time letting it go. But think about what good did that anger do me? The answer is none. That anger did me no good. It was hurting me even more. And then several months after this occurred, I actually came across a quote one day. And the quote said, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Now, when I read the quote, I just started laughing, right? I mean, it really was pretty funny as I read the quote to think about that idea. But the quote really changed my perspective completely because instead of feeling like these people were deliberately being malicious toward me, I could choose to attribute what had happened to something far more benign, like they made a mistake or this was just bad judgment. And these sorts of explanations would be far less painful to me than the feeling that this is a personal attack. And so I would just encourage you to think about responses to different situations in life that you can uh, choose that create less pain, that create less suffering in your life and learn to choose responses that empower you versus choosing responses that tend to pull you down. It's not easy to do that. I'm not saying it's always going to be able to happen, but I do think it's an important idea. It's just learn to choose responses that will let things go more quickly. You know, don't dwell on stuff. Don't stay negative about stuff. Let things roll off you a whole lot more quickly, like the proverbial water off a duck's back. I do feel like that is beneficial to people to maintain their mental attitude. And then, you know, finally, if you want to be mentally tough, the last concept I want to talk about today is a concept called a success consciousness. You have to develop a success consciousness. This is a term that was coined by Napoleon Hill in his classic book, Think and Grow Rich, which is one of the best-selling self-help books of all time. 
And what this means is that gradually in your life, you develop the confidence that you will succeed, the expectations that you will get the things that you want in life. Your consciousness centers around having and experiencing success, good things, optimism, positivity. That becomes who you are. And if you change how you view your challenges and you keep yourself focused on solutions and progress and you do the things that are in your control, then what happens is you'll succeed more often than not anyway. And this repeated and gradually higher level of success that you'll achieve will build your confidence and expectation. Gradually, you will become a champion in life and you'll habitually have the thoughts of the mentally tough, truly successful people that you know in your world. Your success consciousness can grow and build very deliberately. Now, I know that some of you right now are talking yourself out of my message in your own head right now. You're thinking of all your excuses and the reasons why you can't do it, and justifications for why you continue to allow yourself to be mediocre in different areas of life. You're having a hard time quieting that little voice in your head. And what this means to me is that you don't yet have that success consciousness. And so this is a critical area for you to work on and develop. I just want you to know that there is a better way to live and there is a whole new higher plane on which you can think and use your mind to lead yourself toward the success that you want. It all starts here with what I shared today about mentally tough individuals. They know that they'll have challenges, but they expect to succeed anyway. So when the challenges arise, they seek solutions. And they implement the things that are in their control. They focus on what is in their control. They quickly let go of negative experiences. And therefore, they achieve their goals more often than not. And this is what develops the success consciousness. You are all, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you are well on your way to developing the mindset of a champion. If you listen to this podcast regularly, then you're gaining an insight into the ways that successful people think. You're hearing stories, examples, real life stories of the challenges somebody faced, how they thought about them, how they worked through them, how they overcame them, and ultimately achieved success. And this stuff more than anything else, this mental side of things is the first building block for long-term, sustained, and massive success. I want to invite you all to connect with me. Reach out to me on Facebook. Reach out to me on LinkedIn, Instagram. So, you know, Connect with me as a friend or contact there, but send me a message. Send me a note. I always love to hear from people who listen to the podcast and enjoy some of the insights. Please share this with other people. If you got value out of today's episode, I really want to ask you to share it on your own social media, uh, share it with others. Take a few seconds to tap the five rating 
right now on the podcast. We could use a lot more of those to help spread the word and even write us a review if you're so inclined. You can also support the podcast sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. Check that out as well. I really appreciate the support of everybody who listens to the podcast and shares it with your circles. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoyed this and got some good value out of today's episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with others and consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player. Subscribing to the podcast is free and ensures that future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. And to support our podcast sponsors, visit changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives. 